Welcome back to the History of Rock. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. Class is in session for anybody who stick around for the encore of the last episode. This episode picks up right where the hell we left off as I was talking yeah. about Dave Navarro being in Sons of Anarchy. He was in like four episodes. And I totally forgot. They tried to, I guess, like ugly him up. Like they put like scars on his face and stuff. Like it, and it, ah, I'm sorry. It's you know what would be funny is if, is if Dave Navarro was in Sons of Anarchy and then the scene comes up and they're like talking about what are, what are we going to do with this body, man? We got to take care of this before so-and-so comes back. And then Dave Navarro walks in the room and they're like, hey, man, I love that record you did with Chili Peppers. Help yeah. us with this body. And he's like, no, I'm an actor now. I'm playing a scene. I'm not Dave Navarro. No, they're like, one hot minute, and then you do the one yeah, minute? one yeah. hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the funny thing. Dave has never actually had his own band that was full of good stuff. It was like, hey, I'm in Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, no, I'm not anymore. Well, he's and done. I mean, he's hey, I'm done. In Jane's addiction. He's done some of his own of his own projects, I believe. Yeah, but well, there's probably the Dave Navarro experience type of thing. But in terms of like just having a band that wasn't. What, what's like, the Dave Navarro experience? Like being ripped with tattoos, having your yeah, beautiful literally. luscious lips? It's just him and three other men standing around him that don't look quite as good as him, but good enough that people will pay money to see it. And then he stands there playing the pentatonic scale for an hour and a half while the other people stand in awe. There's a continuous low end drone like, oh, and then the lighting just is a consistent halo behind him that shines up from behind so that a large <laughs> shadow is cast upon the ceiling so that no matter where you look, you are seeing and hearing only the Dave Navarro. Yeah. Yeah, and he was also, he, he was the host and judge of Ink Master. I just remember watching yeah. it. I'm like, God, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's too pretty. It it's yeah, too pretty. It's like, come on, yeah. man. Although I'm not going like to lie. Like, if I, if I, I've never actually met him. I don't even think I've ever... Um, uh, interviewed he's him. He's a lovely guy. Him. He's very, he's very quiet. He's I would imagine he's cool as guy. shit. Is we're just bashing. Yeah. I, I honestly, I would want to touch his lips. Like I want to go. Up and <laughs> Not the nipples. Nah, no. Nah, I've had nipple rings. Now nah, I want to touch the lips. I got really tiny nipples too. I don't know why I brought that up. I don't know. So on God, this episode see, getting, of God, fuck. Yeah, Jane's addiction. Jane's addiction. Yeah. You so, know why we're talking about so much shit instead of Jane's addiction? Because there's nothing. Because Dave Navarro so about. fucking pretty. <laughs> no, there is. We still have like a full page and a half of notes that we got to get. Well, through, we better man. get to it. Yeah, we've only gotten get through to one. So anyway, so we uh, ended the last episode talking about mm. ritual, daily but- ritual, and now we're going to get into kind of some of the songs. So uh, the first one here, that one's all all you there, Shim. With stop. stop. So the album, stop. The album's opening track reached number one oh, on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart for two non-consecutive weeks. Despite being recorded in 1989, it was actually written in 1986. Cool. That's an interesting fun fact for everyone who... Sat yeah, on the shelf go. for a little bit there. So track five, this is the big one, man. Been Caught Stealing. It's easily the band's biggest hit, spending four weeks at number one on the U.S. Martin Rock chart. The dog barking at the beginning, that was actually Farrell's dog. He said, quote, that was Annie. I'd gotten her from a dog shelter, and she was quite needy. So I brought her down to the studio that day rather than leave her at home. I'm singing in the booth with the headphones on, and Annie gets all excited and starts going, rough, rough, rough. The fact that she ended up on the track was just pure coincidence. Well, so you know, she start going? Rough, rough, rough. Start- <laughs> well, because you know, it goes, doom, doom, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was and it's great. That's I, I, remember, I remember watching that music video 
And I just, it was, it, it absolutely, like, it, it just, it fascinated me. For some strange, like he would, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know, I was, I was like nine, ten years old when it came out, and you would see. It is a very kind of bombastic it's, it's video. People, yeah, it's people stealing from uh, a grocery store, like, he, like there's the one dude stuffing a watermelon up a dress, um, and I think you got Perry Farrell, he's singing, he's got the, the pantyhose over his head, like a thief would wear when they're robbing a store, and he's bouncing right. around, and he's singing like that. And I, I just remember that was one of the videos. I think it might have been the first video, come to think of it, that I legitimately would get excited when it came. No, I there's no way. Sorry. No way that was the first one. The first one was uh, Twisted Sister. Um, we're really? Not take oh, fuck yeah, man. We're not going to take it. See, look, yeah. for anybody who's tuning into the History of Rock for the first time, so far we've covered grunge. Now we're branching into the more alternative uh, aspect uh, here in music and then uh, eventually we're going to get to some older stuff there's one guy who really wants us to do something on Thin Lizzy um, oh really oh, okay Skinny Lister I don't know who it was Skinny, um, Skinny Lister Skinny Lister is a band too but I think Thin Lizzy that's, is it? am I getting confused? Okay. yeah Skinny, Skinny Lister I think is uh, they were uh, we saw them opening up for Flocking <laughs> Molly okay so anyway you were going you're back on, you're to oh, that's yeah Skinny Lister the fact right that there, she ended up band, on a track is pure coincidence the music video for the song, oh, for God's sake, the music video for the song won Best Alternative Video at the 1991 MTV Music Video Awards. Is that the one that Perry Farrell directed or not? No, th- no. no. So this is different because this was yeah. uh, Been Caught Stealing. The one that we were talking yeah. about before, that was Mountain Song. Yeah. Uh, and they beat out the replacements where it began, Jesus Jones, Right Here, Right Now, and R.E.M. Losing My Religion. That video is amazing. That's one of the best videos of the 90s. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> what? That's bullshit. It is. P- fucking Jane's addiction can t- continues to disappoint me. <laughs> and you, you know remember, what? You remember like, the Jesus Jones song, don't you? Because I totally forgotten about it, but I found on YouTube. Right here, right now. Funk, so brother, check no. it out. Now, I'm kidding. I'm That's kidding. Fat Boy Slim, that isn't guy. it? I just, that <laughs> just want to Slim? see what you do. No, yeah. it's right here, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great fucking song. Yeah. That was, was the video Jesus great Jones. as well? I don't know. Okay. I, what, ah, no, okay, what, I saw, what I found was um, on ah. YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. What I found on YouTube was the actual, um, it was it was Billy Idol. He was the one that gave out that award that year for the um, right. for the 1991 MTV Video Music Awards. And remember, it was the one where he comes out and he's you know they go through the whole like spiel of these are the the nominees, and he like he yeah. stands to the side and he unzips his pants and he like reaches in like he's gonna he's like gonna whip it out, and he's got that's where he's got the card that has who won. It was like stuffed in his pants. Billy Idol, ladies and gentlemen. That's another oh, one, by the way, uh, like White Wedding and stuff. Oh man, hmm. those are all like. Young Brandon's jams, dude. Love okay, Billy man. Idol as a kid. Rebel Yell. Excellent. I want more, mama. So the track Three Days was about Ziola spending three days with Farrell and his partner Casey Nicoli in a haze of sex and drugs. Again, major nice. themes going on here with James' yeah. addiction. So Casey Nicoli, that was his girlfriend. Like when they were talking about um, coming up with a name and stuff like that. That's who she is. And she was also uh, pretty heavily involved in some of the stuff with Jane's Addiction. So the song was written before Ziola's death, though, because remember, tracks six through nine, as we mentioned in the previous episode of the History of Rock, the, um, it was six through, uh, six through nine were all about the death of Ziola Blue. So this song, Three Days, was written before her death. Are we going to get a song? 
Oh, the music's cut. There you go. Try to think of more Jane's addiction. Sex, sex, sex and drugs. I had some more, I can't get enough. I want sex, sex, sex and drugs. Sex, 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 sex and drugs. But no music, yeah. Wow, no music. Throwing some shade. Uh, so for this track, Three Days, Navarro's guitar solo from the song was actually ranked... As Sorry, number ahead. 100 in Guitar World's 100 Best Guitar Solos article. See, I can buy that. That's finally something that I can get behind. That's what she said. Like, I could buy that Dave Navarro has one of the best 100 guitar solos. He's one of those guys. <sighs> Going back to what Brandon was talking about, which is the actual band. Then she did also Chronicles. That's the name of the song. Damn. Pharrell's mother's suicide oh, when yeah, he was dude, four years old. Oh, this is some yeah. dark shit, man. Navarro, whose mother was murdered when he was a teenager, said it's probably one of the reasons we were brought together. I have memories of us being on stage together. And before we played, then she did. Perry would grab me and say, let's do this one for our moms. I still get chills when I think about it. Ferrell noted when you have something like that happen, the better thing to do is to try to make some flowers grow out of it. Well, can't say anything negative about that one. Let's keep on moving. <laughs> Um, well, and since we're probably going to get a little bit goofy towards the end of the episode, uh, I had mentioned in previous episodes, especially when we were talking about like uh, Alice in Chains and stuff like that, um, we do want to make sure that we're giving out numbers or anything for anybody who might be struggling with certain aspects. So we will take this moment for anybody, um, if, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts or you know somebody who is, make sure that you guys, um, you guys can give the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline a call, 800-273-8255. Again, 800 273 Eight two five five. So please, if you're in need of help, reach out. Help is definitely out there. So back to the podcast. Avery refused. To, oh, this is the one that I was talking about. So Avery refused to play on the track, of course, out of resentment from being told uh, what to play on other songs. Recording engineer and guitar tech Ronnie S. Champagne. How fucking rock star is that name, by the way? Ronnie S. Champagne. Ronnie that S. is Champagne. Ended up playing bass on the song. Avery would later admit yeah. that he regrets not playing on the track. And that is a very good example of, you know what happens when a bass player refuses to play on the track? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they just get somebody else to come play the goddamn bass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like right the there, you got Ronnie as Champagne. So. Yeah. Like, there's a, a, like, Yeah. After the album was released, they embarked on a lengthy tour with Pharrell saying that 13-month tour behind Ritual was half the reason we wound up unable to stand one another. Yep. The other half is that I am intolerable. I am an intolerable narcissist who can't get along with anyone. Thank God. Thank God. See, and this is where yep. I kind of struggle a little bit with this because he's at least willing to admit it. And and I've, I've seen other interviews and I've read other, other interviews with him where he's able to admit like, yes... Like, I am an asshole. Like, I just, it's the way, it's the no, way yeah, that I'm wired, and I don't get along with people. But then on the back of my brain, too, I'm like, well, just because you're able to admit it doesn't mean it's okay to be a dick. Yeah. Here's the thing. I personally don't buy that because if you're willing to say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole like this. What, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of prerequisites. One, make undeniably amazing music consistently. Two... At least try to say, but I'm working on it. And the reason is, if you didn't have the rock star status and you didn't have people around you, real talk, if you didn't have people around you that were getting paid, no one would put up with your shit. So if you were just some guy 
working a job, going to and from work and then Netflix and whatever. And you were like, yeah, I'm an intolerable narcissist. After a little while, you'd start to feel how life is when no one likes you. And you'd probably say, I need to fucking change. I got to stop acting like this. This sucks. But when people say, yeah, well, at least he admits it. But hey, he's a rock star. So get up on stage, get drunk. So we can have something to distract ourselves for an hour until we get back to our shitty lives. And then and then he's there like, yeah, I'm going to you love it. I'm an asshole. Fucking bring it on. Yeah. Let's uh, let's keep this charade going. And at that point, the problem is that you've got it, it creates a cycle within the entire camp of everyone who's working there where they're like, he's an asshole and we got to put up with it because he thinks it's OK. He actually thinks or they or the person in general goes, you start to think that you have to be like that just to make great music. If you make great music and it's truly great. Ah, okay, maybe you get a free pass. Shit, everyone gave Michael Jackson a free pass and that shit was next level. Like, so those are the rules when it comes to it. If you want to be an intolerable asshole, at least make undeniably, be the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. Don't be Jane's Addiction. Mm. Pick somebody better. <laughs> fucking fuck off, man. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> fucking fuck off. <laughs> this is Red Hot Chili Christ. Peppers. So say what you want. No, say what you want about Red Hot Chili Peppers. Regardless, there is no one who has ever or will ever sound like that band. They have a voice. A voice is one of, is the hardest thing to find. Oh, I totally forgot about something I put at the end of the, the show sheet for this. Uh, oh, yeah. Your Red Hot Chili Peppers just reminded me of it. And I can't wait until until we get to that. Right. But um, here we go. I did think so. Here's a song that we need to come up with. And maybe we, we, we start doing this because you're back streaming more regularly on Twitch, right? Yes. So how about this? Rather than um, coming up with songs on the cuff here, why don't yeah. we come up with ideas for songs? You can write them on the Twitch channel, and then we will play them here on the podcast. Like write them on the write like them when on you're on Twitch. So we come up, so have, I, I had an back. idea. I had an idea right now because you, how you're talking about how. Just because Perry Farrell's an, uh, a rock star, it kind of is the only reason that it's okay that he's a dick. Uh, like right. if he's a normal guy flipping burgers, it's not okay to be a dick. So I just yeah. had this vision of Jane's addiction, the foursome, just being like working at a Burger King, and it's Perry Farrell, and he's on and, and he's on the mic, and he's like wailing, like right. Whopper with. Cheese, like, like just something fucking weird like that. Right. But 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 we don't have the time to like really flesh out that idea here. I so could, I could, what if we take these ideas and then yeah. and then you can? uh Oh, sounds noises. Yeah. But then no, we. But bad. then but then maybe that's an idea that you could do on your Twitch channels. Like, hey, here's one of the things we're working on: the history of rock. And then people yeah. can help you write like lyrics about Perry Farrell. He's the one that's taking your order. Dave Navarro's back there flipping the fucking French fries. You've got. Um, you know Perkins, he's uh, working the drive-through. You know, yeah. maybe even have Flea pop in for a little bit because you know there's oh, a, a time I where Flea that pops in. in That's right. He's up the top here as a member of the band. What's the story with that? Well, we'll get that's, that's, for... that's stuff that yeah, that's stuff that we're going to get to at the bottom. Here. Okay, okay, so, okay, sorry, sorry, um, sorry. Hold on here. Let me write down song about band. Yeah, but that's a good idea. Flipping burgers. See, this is the problem. Now I'm not going to be able to focus on the podcast. I'm going to be writing the song in my head. That's why That's I, I can't flip. All right. So uh, we were talking about that big tour, and uh, Perry Farrell mentioned how, like, that 13 months, that was kind of why they weren't able to uh, get along with each other. 
Well, part of that lengthy tour included headlining the first Lollapalooza Festival. Uh, and this is going to be what we're going to uh, cover, uh, start covering here in the next episodes of the History of Rock. I'm not sure how many it will take because Lollapalooza, you know, it, it could be one episode, it could be two episodes, it could be three episodes. I'm not sure. I haven't really started to, to deep dive into it. Um, but Lollapalooza, uh, it was originally supposed to be a farewell to change addiction. Because at this point, again, they're ready to just fucking split it, call it, uh, call it quits, as well as featuring other cult artists like Nine Inch Nails, The Butthole Surfers, Living Color, The Violent Femmes, and Ice T's Body Count. Because yeah. another thing that that um, this is what the we'll cover surfers. when we um, Pepper, good song, dude. Dude, you know when the Butthole Surfers? I never put that name together. I was really young when I, I was like, yeah, surfers, and like I didn't think about it. I just was like. Yeah, the butthole surfers. <laughs> like that is a great fucking band name. Well, one of the things that we'll cover when we're, when we are talking about Lollapalooza is how Lollapalooza spawned Ozfest. Now, obviously, Lollapalooza spawned a lot of the festivals because mm. that was the first big touring festival that was really mm. goddamn successful. Like the '90s, you could sum up the '90s by the Lollap- by Lollapalooza essentially. Yeah, but it and did- it really it did, and and he he built it. Yeah, it was it was like uh, it was Perry Farrell and a couple of other guys, and they were the ones that were really the driving force behind Lollapalooza. And right. the story that I always remembered was, I think it was Sharon Osbourne tried to get Ozzy on Lollapalooza, and they were like, mm. no, like that's not the kind of music that we want. Like they were being like those right. pretentious again, Perry Farrell being a pretentious shithead. Oh, shocking, right? So it was right, kind of right. like, eh, like wait, like that's not really the music that we're looking for. Like we're looking for more like alternative acts and stuff like that. Is that, like, what, right. is that what people sound like? That's that what they camp. sound, yes. That's I guarantee fucking to you. Like, if you call down the head offices of Lollapalooza. They sound like millennials. Hello, hello, Lollapalooza. How may I help you? Um, so, but, but so then essentially what Sharon Osbourne did is she was like, well, fuck it. We'll just do our own. And that's how they got Ozfest. Yeah. So yeah, which is smart. Yeah. And then every band had, and I, I thought it was great, like, 10 years ago, especially when, like, you got Knotfest, not, Slipknot had one. Yep. Linkin Park had one. Shinedown's oh, yeah. got one now. Yeah, like, duh. if you're a big family enough fan, val- you just put together values. your own festival. Family Fam- value. Fucking A, corn. family value. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just put together your own one, and that's the way to do it. Yeah. So during the tour, the differences between the members on the issue of drug use led to a schism. Farrell and Perkins regularly partook. While Avery and Navarro abstained. According to Spin, keep on going. I wonder with the Zoom settings how it's going to come through. Uh, In the article, it says they have simply learned that they cannot use drugs of any kind anymore without becoming slaves to it. And slavery is death, bro. Right. Slavery is death, man. Spin article, bro. Yeah. Uh, In late 1991. I thought slavery was slavery. Anyway. You have to look at it through a different lens, bro. Like, you're looking yeah, at things entirely know, through Everyone. just one lens. Because That's, you know man, what it we is, should just ultimately, do a bro, you know what it is? Of just really crappy voices. It is. It's a journey. It's yeah. not about the destination. It's a journey. No, it's, it's about, about the, journey. the journey. Yeah. So where are we going now? Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how the song should start. That's a, it's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's spoken word where it's like, like yeah. it's about the destination. It's about the journey. Journey, Where's yeah. the journey taking you right now? The journey going through the drive through, going to eat a bunch of French fries. Why did you go to the presidents of the United States <laughs> of America? Because it's awesome. I mean, they are. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. We're going to cover uh, the presidents of the United States of America in depth here on the history of rock because they are. I fucking love them. They're amazing. They're the best band ever. Going to French. the drive-through, gonna eat See, a now, lot of French a- fries. I'm going yeah. through the drive-through. I'm gonna eat a lot of. <laughs> 
So maybe that's the thing, like for just no reason whatsoever, other than that's what popped into your head. The song should be to the theme of peaches by the presidents yeah. of the United States of America about yeah. Jane's addiction. This is my point. This is why King. I'm saying we don't need to stop and then write it in three days on the stream. It'd take me one minute to put it together <laughs> right now if we decided to go down the rabbit hole. Well, you could you could literally like if the funny thing is if I'm doing we'll do this next week. We're brainstorming while we're doing the podcast live. We probably should do it off stream. But like if I'm doing it and then you're like, oh, man, then then fucking someone comes in and says I didn't order pickles. And then I could be like, yeah, Fuck you, Andy, pickle. you know, like, I'll just fucking start singing what you say. And it's I ordered fine. diet, probably be better. not regular, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Put down the fork. Put down the fork. Ah! But there's no forks at Burger King. Yeah, you're right. That's but it's why all about the onion rings, dude. It's all it. let's about clip that the bit. Rings. You clip that bit. So all right. in late 1991, in late Avery, Avery and Navarro, uh, they both agreed they were going to leave the band. The label tried to convince them to do more shows. Shocking, I know, right? Uh, but they only wanted to do what was contractually obligated. So they played their final shows in Australia, mate, in Hawaii, and then they essentially disbanded. Yeah. Navarro ended up ah uh, joining the Red Hot Chili Peppers in '93. During a hiatus with them, he and Flea joined Porno for Pyros, Ferrell's new band. No, that was band, there was, there was this, you know about Porno for Pyros. This is a band. After yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put I put it's new in there, although it wasn't new in '97. Actually, I mean, it it already been around. Wait, so Flea joined Porno for Pyros. Yes. this is a big fucking mid '90s okay, so alternative it's, it's, music circle joke. It's it's to record one track. You'll get to that here in a minute. Right to record the track. Oh, you're right. Harder. <laughs> Harder changer. Hard in charger. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep rolling oh with it. In I'm trying to keep the stick going while I'm trying to make sure Harder facts are changer. the same. <laughs> oh my God. All right, go ahead. So the, the, record, the song's the actually called is, Hard Charger. I was, about to, I was about to make jokes on the mid-90s circle jerk gag I did a minute ago of Harder Changer, and then I was going to make a joke of a misquote of mine about... Anyway, uh, and you would have been like, that's not what I said. Hard Charger. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's what she says. Harder Changer in 1997 for Howard Stern's Private Parts. I love that movie. Of course, now we know that sometime some in that distant past, Flea was also set out to capture Princess Leia as a child to draw out Obi-Wan Kenobi. What? Yes! That's the one thing I was looking for. So <laughs> so Obi-Wan so Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new show that's out on Disney Plus, they dropped the first two episodes on May 27th. Yeah. Flea is in it. Oh shit. And he plays I a pretty big role. I mean, has he got a main character role in it? Uh, not really. Uh, do you want me to? Go, I, I mean, no, okay, don't so tell me. On, don't so, tell so, me. Uh, no. I hate it when people do that. No, no, no. Don't tell me the story and what he does. I'm just gonna, now. I got to go watch it and be like, yo, it's All Flea. Right. Well, oh, yeah. Fine. So Flea's so in. No, it's fine. It's okay. Anyway, so anyway, okay. so Flea, Flea's in uh, Obi Wan Kenobi for anybody who's not uh, who's not. That's amazing. So uh, Jane's Addiction. They've released two Flea. other studio albums. Strays was released in 2003. I believe that's the one that has the he- superhero song that was the theme song to Entourage. Uh, the Great Escape Artist was released in 2011. They also released a compilation album in 1997 to coincide with the Relapse Tour. That was kind of the reunion tour that they did in 97. The album Kettle Whistle was originally titled It's My Party. And Navarro said, quote, almost all of it 
was chosen by Stephen Perkins, who was like I was going to say that sounds like something Perkins would say. Uh, the Jane's Addiction uh, archi- archive archivist. God damn it! See now I'm, I'm talking like you. He basically yeah, yeah. has every demo tape and every board tape from every show. He put together what he thought was a nice, well-rounded ensemble of live stuff, studio outtakes, remixes, demos, and things that never made it to a record. At this moment, some of it's still open to debate. Given the amount of material, I don't think the three of us are ever going to be totally in agreement about every single cut, but I feel proud of and stand behind every piece of music that we made. Nice. Yeah, it's my party. I just see I just see him on stage stomping his foot. It's my party! It's my party, guys! It's my party! I remember he was on so Perry Farrell was on God it was like David Letterman or or something like that and like the crowd was like swooning over his ass and I remember this quote because it stuck with me because I always thought it was a really cool quote and then later I found out that he was a dick Um, (laughs) and it was him saying like I walk the world with confidence. Which I was like, that's that's I like that quote where it's you know no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on, have confidence mm. in what you're doing. Little did I know that like uh, there's an undertone of that is that I'm just a complete asshole to everybody. I'm, right? a, I'm a dick. That's my the thing that I, the, I saw a thing with um, Howard Stern when he was doing an interview. It was him, someone else. I think it was Dave Grohl. No, it wasn't Dave Grohl. I'm sorry. It was someone else. Point being, they're talking about Taylor Hawkins. And they were talking about he just passed and they were like, yeah, we feel like we've had this significant loss. And they were like, oh, did you? And Howard Stern was like, did you ever hang out with him? And all Perry Farrell could do was say, yeah, man, we used to surf, man. He loved to surf like I love to surf, man. And he used to love to surf. He couldn't surf. He was no good, but he used to get out there. I mean, I surf and he would just kind of not surf, but he loved it. I'm like, he's dead. Shut the fuck up. Like, why would you go all the way there? And literally, he was like, he couldn't surf. He was terrible. But he'd get out there and give it a go. And that's what I remember. He was like a free spirit. I'm like, just leave that part out, you fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know I mean, what I mean? He admitted it. He is a, he's a narcissist. So Yeah. I mean, but like acceptable. at that point, it's like, yeah. Well, because there was... Um, um, so going here to the continued education, there's three days. It's a 1999 uh, film. It's a rock documentary about the 1997 Jane's Addiction Relapse Tour, that one that we were just talking about that also had that album Kettle Whistle that was released around that same time. And there's uh, they did a 25th anniversary um, show. I think it was shot as a DVD. Um, God, something meta. See, now I'm blind. I, should, I knew I should have written it down. But... Um, they're like when they were up on stage, it was crazy concert. Like I'm watching the trailer for this thing, mm. and it looks awesome. Like I, I'm like, wow, this would have been an amazing show. Why did I get fucked when I was in New Orleans? And they were up there just being shitheads on stage with Perry Farrell moaning on the microphone and Dave Navarro yeah. playing the three goddamn same chords. Yeah, like Christ, man. Because yeah. like I'm yeah. watching this, like, and then so taking it back to Taylor Hawkins, he was up on stage and he went and played drums with them a little bit too. So right. he was up there, kind of like you know, he was obviously friends with them apparently because they yeah. fucking surf together. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's uh, some continued education you guys want. There's also a lot of really cool stuff. I found a thing. It was um, it was poems for Ziola. Uh, so Ziola Blue was the one who the second half of Ritual De La Habitual uh, is about. Um, she was on the passed away and so there's poems that Perry Farrell had written to her it's all just spoken word stuff you can find that on YouTube yeah. Um, right. but yeah so then we'll go to uh, on this date yes. August 21st oh, wait, do I have that yeah you should I do sorry I thought 1990 that no. which was the release of yep. Ritual De La Habitual uh, Allison Chain's facelift also came out on that exact same day so 
on this date, this was actually a couple of uh, like a week or so before. What? Nothing. I'm just. That's funny. It's good. Go ahead. What's good? The, the the next paragraph. Oh, about the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, so, I wasn't expecting some archaeological finds well, to be in the podcast. I'm trying to. Find, so when it comes to this extra stuff, like on this date or things like that, I'm trying. I, I I could very easily like, hey, here was the number one movie at this time, or like, hey, here's a TV show that debuted at this time, and I, I want to try to to branch out a little bit. Although there is some pop culture references here with this, so it was one of the largest and most well preserved Tyrannosaurus Rex fossilized skeletons. It was found by paleontologist Sue Hendrick near Faith, South Dakota in August of 1990, obviously when uh, same time Jane's Addiction's album came out. So the skeleton was named Sue after the person who discovered it. Sue was over 90% complete and measured about 13 feet tall and 40 feet long. A team of six uncovered the skeleton over about 17 days to remove Sue from the bluff where she was discovered. Chicago's Field Museum eventually purchased the specimen for over $8 million and spent tens of thousands of hours preserving and assembling one of the most important dinosaur discoveries ever to be seen. Now comes your pop culture kind of entertainment reference. There's a fantastic Mm -hmm. documentary called Dinosaur 13. That's all about this because you would think, oh, they found this dinosaur, they sold it, end of story. Ah, not even close. It's all about how the skeleton was discovered. It was eventually seized by the federal government. Following that, a 10-year-long battle with the FBI, the National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and Maurice Williams. He was the landowner where they – like he was the one that owned the land where they found the dinosaur bones. And it's a fascinating documentary about – basically the bullshit that these poor people had to go through it's like dude yeah no as soon as you said they purchased the specimen for eight million dollars i'm like where did that money go who has the rights to dinosaur bones and that was my first question i'm and i'm i'd be fascinated with it because you go well whoever dug it up they found it finders keepers losers weepers the guy who owns the property has a fair claim you know, and it goes and into then, all of this in this documentary yeah. because what, there's. I think at one point they were also like, well, it's actually technically like Native American land that they were on. Oh, but shit. then the government swooped in and the government was like, well, no, that's actually our land. Uh, right. yeah, this land is yeah. my land. This land yeah, is your land. Your I found land. a dinosaur. Go fuck yourself. It's mine. <laughs> like something like that. So there's yeah. another song for us. We could do the whole song about how the uh, Sue Hendrickson got fucked. Yeah. Sue Hendrickson. Poor baby. So Jane's Addiction, that's a wrap. Uh, Lollapalooza, that's what we're going to be covering at least in the next episode. I got to start doing the research, um, and I got to figure out exactly how many episodes that's going to take. Because remember, Lollapalooza was an actual tour, and then attendance started to drop, and now it's just like a big weekend event. Yeah, well, Lollapalooza is going to be great because we'll span over, what, a decade's worth of festivals or more. And all the bands that came and went. So it's really going to be more about the events at the festival. And then as a result, we'll be able to, we'll be able to go back to these stories. Like when we're talking about Smashing Pumpkins and Red Hot Chili Peppers, when we get to those bands, we'll say, if you'd like to hear about that Lollapalooza Festival uh, event, click this link and go and check out the podcast that we did the whole thing on it. So we'll be able to set aside quite a few weeks for Lollapalooza. And I'm sure people are going to be interested. I was going to say, I can already tell you the one problem that we're going to have is that we'll we'll get on like a band or or some yeah. other topic, and then we're going to get distracted. Look how we got distracted with Jane's Addiction for crying out loud. We're yeah, going to do but, a whole but, song but, about them working at Burger King. Yeah. And I like how right. it was Burger King. It wasn't like McDonald's or Wendy's. Like it was Burger King. Well, it's, yeah, it's because it's Navarra. I was thinking Navarra's about, yeah. Navarra's going to wear the crown. 
Yeah, look at you. You're writing the song in your head, aren't you? This is the problem. This is why I don't want to do it, right? Because if I if I start to write the song, if I write the song now, I can write it, pick it up, put it down, move on with the podcast. Now I'm right. I'm gonna. I'm writing it all fucking day. I can't get it out of my head. Good. Then be- maybe we'll come up with something good. Because then what we what, can do? You think my other stuff sucks? I'm kidding. It does. <laughs> yes, it's yes. supposed to suck, ladies and gentlemen. It's no, supposed to no, be bad. Because this would this would be a, this would be a really cool addition to the history of rock podcast. Because we could put these songs on Spotify, and like we can yeah. put them in our pl- like we have the playlist of you know if you guys want. So of course, Mountain Song Jane says uh, Ben caught stealing. That's all going to go up on the history of rock pod or the history of rock playlist. Although it's it's technically called grunge, although Dan's addiction, not grunge, uh, but all that stuff is going to go up there. I might just call this one like late eighties, early nineties, or just, we'll just call it the history of rock playlist or something like that. And yeah, then probably we should. could start writing some of these songs and then get it like produced and then put it up on, like you got money to, we could to, to pay a producer, right? Like we just have like, totally. Yeah. That's fun. why this is going to happen like that. This is going to happen overnight. It's okay, done. Cool. Yeah. Nice. This is gonna, there's no See, that's, resistance. That's why we got our stickers. There's no real world resistance By the way, to this. Go idea. purchase your stickers. Uh, go purchase your stickers. You got the, uh, this one right there, the history of rock. And then we also have, uh, I love the cross side, cross side bear. Oop, that's not the cross side bear. Cross eyed bear, right there for you. Drop bear. Is there right, a drop bear? So you know, my, you know what my That's wife. That's why his eyes me. are crossed. He's got a concussion. <laughs> so you know what my wife told me, right? What? She's like, I want a bear like that now. She's oh, she geez. legitimately wants that stuffed animal. So look, I'm not li- I'm not lying here. I am fucking. We're gonna amazing. make animals. I'm amazing at giving gifts. I'm gonna find somebody on Etsy. I'm gonna find somebody who can make this fucking bear. And it's going to be a gift to my wife. Well, just buy a bear and then p- rip the eye off and put a different eye on so it's cross-eyed. But I got to put a History of Rock t-shirt on it. Oh, yeah, you do. Duh. You are a very good gift giver. Yeah, I'm amazing. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, on yeah, that, that note, we're over time. We should probably wrap it up. But that was Jane's Addiction. Jane's! And... Have you seen my way around? No. Oh, and don't forget. It, sound, it ironically sounds better when you sing it. Yeah, because I'm I'm better than Perry Farrell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and d- don't forget um, our song about Jane's addiction working at Burger King. It has to be yeah. to the tune of um, Peaches. Peaches. I don't I, yeah, I don't know if we have to do that, right? but I want we need to come up with this. I, I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna figure out a name for the song too. If we can tie in Ben Cot stealing like Ben Cot flipping or something like oh, that because yeah. they're flipping burgers, <laughs> right? Making uh, minimum wage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all that. This is my point. This is when you get down the rabbit hole. Fuck. It's yeah, not a, my brain. It's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. days. It's days of work to write a song and finish it. All right. Well, let's wrap up this podcast. We'll do a quick yeah. encore and then we'll call it good. So wrap all it up. All right. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. Class dismissed. Boom. And so we'll stop the podcast, but we're not really stopping it. We're going to just call this the encore. Is that how yeah, it works? Well, I don't know. Because there's I mean, nowhere online that we actually end the podcast. We just upload it to Spotify and YouTube and be like, oh, now it's an encore. Well, like, no, well what's it, the ends, point of finishing? it ends in the sense that um, the title card shows up and then the music ends. Right. And then it's like quiet. And then it, just and then it comes going. back and it's like, oh, these fucking guys are still talking. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get a laugh. And I'm wondering yeah. if people are actually 
tuning into it or not. I, I have no idea. We'll find out. If they are. And then we'll decide. And then I can we'll go stop. look at the retention rate and see, you know, are people tuning out at 30 minutes? And it's like, oh, my God, they won't shut the fuck up about Burger King. Yeah, I'm being serious. Like, okay, so so hold on. So, I'm being serious. Okay. I know, well, because I, like well, I know you got. I know you got to get to your meeting. You're super late already. So um, I'm ten minutes late right now. I, I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. But I think so. The stuff. Do you want to try that with the songs? Because I, I think that like I would rather do that than try to cut in with songs now because I think it's a brilliant idea. I think, and I don't have to really do anything because I don't write the music. No, I understand. I think that you might be underestimating the amount of time that it takes. Well, that's what I was saying. Here's the thing. Your, you know what we should street. do? Here's what here, here's what we should do. What? Um, what we should do is make that a target for a budget. When we can get a budget of like, hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna do a day with Jamie and a drummer, and we're gonna record them properly, and we're gonna do it out. We could theoretically write a whole album's worth of music in a fucking day if we had the guys in the room and then put it together but we'd have to do it with the budget if i'm doing it all myself it takes 10 times longer and considering well, so where our fuck off <laughs> no but it's something we'll have to probably realistically we'll have to put a pin in it and probably come back to it because right now with everything else that we're doing we don't we're not going to have enough time and energy to put into that to make it good honestly just, i like you just want being able to right. i didn't think that you what you just want to play video games, right? For anybody who didn't, I tune liked in, playing. Jim played games. Phasmophobia with us. It was great. Yeah, it's fucking great. All right, I do. I do have to. Uh, I do have to balance. All right, well, think about that, and we yeah. need to figure out ways to do that because I think that that would be a cool thing to add. And I'm going to start writing a song about James Addiction, uh, flipping burgers. Cool. All right, let's stop recording. Uh, I, I, yeah, well, I, I'm oh. not going to stop recording it because I am going to write the lyrics to the song. So that's 50 percent right there. I'm going to play... You're going to do it right now after I've gone? I'm going to play the cowbell. So that gives me another 12.5%. So I'm at 62.5%. You can do everything else okay. and you can get your 37.5%. Cool? Cool. All right. This is not this is not bringing up painful memories. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. I got to bounce. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Peace out, buddy. Bye. Recording stopped. <laughs>